18 minutes it is before 9 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro and a lot of your tweets coming through and we'll certainly take a look at some of those and uh, yeah, many of you, I guess, responding to the situation as it unfolds and uh, yeah, if triggering self-preservation to solicit a favorable outcome was in the calculation, that box would have been ticked, referring there, of course, to uh, the panic buying that we started to see in many uh, parts of uh, our society. Uh, and uh, Pravij, they're saying, who's most likely to benefit from these key network points uh, and the sabotage of these? Uh, who do you think stands to be, be- to benefit? Katlekho uh, Mkhoje, they're saying uh, the restructuring of the economy needs a heightened oversight in how SMMEs can be used to advance and uphold the Preferential Procurement Act. Now, I also asked a question earlier around uh, whether or not Anchor Yeast was the only factory out in Eteguini producing yeast uh, that goes into all of our, uh, uh, I guess, confectionery products in South Africa. And if so, who are some of its competitors? Now, we found one. Uh, who are the guys who brown label, or sorry, white label for boxer. Uh, but uh, certainly you might know others. And uh, Tandon Dunja saying, as annoying as I find him as a media personality and generally how he comes across, uh, DJ Spoo was definitely onto something with the toilet paper and the bread brands he'd launched at some point. And these, uh, we, yeah, I won't mention the brand there, but uh, these consumables are really floating. Uh, across our economy. So continue to send through those tweets out on at Metro FMSA. Use the hashtag there, Metro FM Talk. Eddie Rakabe saying the stash of looted Lucky Star packs is startling on many fronts. It's a dominant independent brand. Fish is a stable a staple food and boundless industrial capacity relationship between production and warehouses. And there's also oligopolistic arrangements in distribution, including the likes of Bidvest. And there's then the debate of fishing rights, overfishing, and uh, that being said, we are under the microscope this evening and we shift our sights out to yeah, what uh, many in the community of Soweto were calling the elephant, and that is uh, the uh, uh, mall named after Ndade Richard Maponya, uh, which uh, com- members of the community decided to defend over the last 48 hours, and uh, it's apparently only the, mo- the only mall in that part of the world that still is intact. And I'm joined by the, one of the members of the community here, and uh, a member of uh, the Soweto Parliament, Atlanta Lux. Many of you would have seen him in many of the reports over the last while, and he's our guest this evening here under the mic. Microscope. Commander Tata, good evening, Baba. Commander, how are you? And yep. hello to all the listeners. Maybe let's start off there. I mean, uh, yeah, Commander, the, the military terms, and uh, I understand the moment is very exigent, but uh, I guess is, is that how you guys normally refer to each other within the parliament? Yeah, yeah. so we, that's how we refer to each mm. other because if, you know, Soweto Parliament is a non political community based movement. Okay. So if you understand political based movements, they mm. call each other comrades and and yes, all that. So yes. you don't want to be seen sounding like um, politicians and, you know, uh, what we do being um, misunderstood okay. as politics. Okay. So because we are non-political, we thought that we pride ourselves with mm. precision and the army has the highest form of precision. Sure, and sure. in the army, you understand anything military, let's say commander. And Dukvila commander. Commander, let's maybe start off here. Um, your actions over the last few days or so yes. have been very eloquently outlined as actions that are in line with the defense of the township economy. Yes. And I want to hear your perspective on what assault you feel has been visited on the township economy under very specific conditions out in Soweto over the last few days or so. What do you make of this assault and how do you characterize it? 
looks. Uh, for and your assessment of some of the people who have been the foot soldiers of this problem? Because we saw you yesterday, um, you know, questioning one of the people who you had found there who had been planning mm. to come in and loot. Talk to us about how you would characterize some of the uh, people you've managed to speak to who are on the other side of yourselves on this issue. Some mm. of those who have been organizing themselves, who have been, you know, trying to strike and lay siege to the elephant, Maponya Mall, as you say. Uh, your sense of them? Um sense of them who participate on the other side of the, of, of what we believe in. Yes, in other words, on the other the, side of what you guys believe in. Yes, so, so in other yeah. words, the community that actually participates in looting. Yes, buddy. Um, you know, when I come, when I interact with these people, especially after arresting some, I question them, I interview them, because that's part of the process of me learning better how people think so I can come up with solutions that are permanent and sustainable. And when I question these people, I come to realize that they're not lying to me. They actually don't know why they are looting. Why? Because they're not in control of the of of the actions. Mm. They just follow half mm. the time. So it, that that really says a lot about who we are in the township, and that also says a lot about our own education system. Why are we producing people who can't use their their heads? Why are we producing people who are not conscious? Why are we producing followers? And these are questions that sound. You know, just easy, but they they actually quite quite um they they go quite deep. And if we interrogate these uh, such questions, and you go further to ask people these questions, you realize that there are outside influences at play here. It's it's it somewhat seems like it's deliberate that um you know the systems would rather have people in the townships behaving how they behave, having the attitude they have, so that they can be managed, controlled, and you know. It's just, it's just sad as a young person to see other young people mm. engaging in things that are blatantly wrong but not to being able to account for because in their heads, honestly, they don't see it as wrong. And when you help them understand how wrong it is, I said to the gentleman that I was interviewing, do you have a granny? He says, yes. I said, what did your granny eat? Sorry, I actually said to him, does your granny take medication? He says, yes. I said, medication goes with food. Yes, yes. He says, I said to him, where did your granny uh, buy bread this morning? What did she eat? Because we have a big problem of food security mm. now because of the looting. Mm. The shops have been looted. The spas have been looted. I struggle with so much resources. I struggle to get food. I have to call people outside Soweto to bring me food. That's how deep it is. And people don't even talk about these realities. And now from that moment, he realizes that, oh my, I'm actually at the center of destroying and and, and dilapidating mm. the township, the township economy, the infrastructure. Sure. And, you know, it's just, it's just madness. You but don't like yeah. I want us to maybe just to pause here because I, I, I think yeah. you're raising something so important and I don't want us to yeah. from what you're raising because there's this sense, right, um, mm. on the part of many people who are analyzing this from outside. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and, and I think it's important that you guide us on some of these questions. Yeah. That, um, you know, on the one hand, this is the agency of Abanda Balambileyo trying to send out a particular message. Mm. There are also others who are arguing, um, and I would say, I, I, I mean, I, I probably sit in this camp, that in many ways, many of the people who are doing this unwittingly or who are doing it as part of a wave of palpable excitement and just mm. um, are part of a decoy or a ruse for a much bigger project of economic instability or destabilization, targeting not just the bread that's on the shelf, but where the bread comes from, the factory that makes the yeast, uh, the distributor that uh, you know uh, packs the stuff before it goes to the store, the roads that transport the products, 
that is the bigger sabotage. And in many ways, people are being used and weaponized as foot soldiers in many of our townships uh, to occupy our malls as a way to distract us from that real one. What's your view on, on those two positions? On The one that says, Aban Balambile, this is them exercising political agency, and the other saying, actually, many of our people have been used as pawns and weapons in a much bigger fight here that is spilling over yeah. in very dangerous ways. Yeah. Okay, let's start with the first one. Um, I, I don't want to speak my opinion. I want to give you facts here. Sure. So some of the people that, that we arrest, they claim that uh, looting is because of poverty. Mm. So I say to them, um, when you loot, it's because you're hungry and you want to take something that will, will make you money. And they say to me, yeah, certainly, that's why we loot. And I say to them, and so when you loot and the shops close, what are you going to use that money to buy because there's nothing to buy? And then you see they, they start opening their eyes and realizing that they're actually just living for today. It's unfortunate that I honestly believe our people, the community and, and, and the people's minds in the community were infiltrated by a bigger animal that people just don't understand. There is no way that you would loot the shops that guarantee you food security. Come on, food is a basic need for you and others. Forget others, for you. So how do you loot a, an infrastructure that guarantees you food? Now we are without food. Do you think that that one action was honestly more valuable than the rest of your future? Being honest. And then now they start realizing that they, 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 they're not actually thinking about these things properly. Some of them just snap out of it and say, to be honest with you, I think we're just misled. Look, I'll give you another example. The guy that we, we, we spoke to on camera last night, he said, after everything, yeah, in, in, meaning like we just go out there and hustle a, a thing or two, right? Yes. Right. So I said, I said to him, after, after he got heated, I told him he's going to jail, and I promised him the biggest, the biggest punishment of all time, and I'll make sure that he doesn't get away from it. And he started having teary eyes, and he said, listen, can we call my boss? Now tell me, when you are hungry, you have a boss for your hunger. Ah. Do you see? Do you see where the dots Eish. don't connect? Eish. So, so us in the front line, we confront these problems mm. and we start picking up dynamics that join the dots yeah. and help you understand reality yeah. better. Yeah. Let, let's yeah. talk about Abapozalao because I've got mm. a tweet here coming through from uh, Ezekiel Kekana on Twitter. Saying mm. you're speaking to a true community leader there. Just a quick question to my leader. Does he think that there are certain politicians in Soweto who are influencing our people in Soweto to do this looting business? Yeah. So that's over to me? Yes, that's that that's yeah. your question, yeah, from Ezekiel. All right. So look, um I generally do not entertain politics. I hate politics so much because politics for me in Soweto, I don't have any positive experience that was sustainable for my people in Soweto via politics. I'm, I'm just being blatantly honest mm, with you. Mm. So politics has failed failed our people. You see, I'm not saying political party A or B. I'm saying politics as a system has honestly failed our people. And I think our people should just take the power back because I believe that in our communities, we have enough leaders that can lead their communities. You know, people want to lead People want to lead an entire province or country. Let's look at the country. You and I and the listeners, there are many communities we haven't been to. There are many communities that exist that we can't even imagine exist. How are you leading things you don't even know that they exist? 
So I think we should have a micro instead of a macro, a micro leadership um, uh, model where people lead within their communities and so that you can lead within what your eyes can see, the things that you understand, and it's not beyond your reach and it's actually practical. You see what I mean? Mm. So, so that's why if you look at Soweto Parliament, we've managed to reach so much success because we're leading within our community and we're not trying to save the whole world because the approach is that if everybody just does right by their communities, the pieces fall into place and the whole world becomes a better place. Mm. You know, I, th- I think you're raising something so, so powerful here. Um, mm. And I'm interested to hear from you, I mean, just as the um, uh, Soweto Parliament, how, how you think of this issue. For me, it's been quite interesting to see how the first line of defense has not been a trade union, has not been a political organization or or the local branches of a political organization across the spectrum. It's been civic structures like yourselves that have organized themselves that have said, well, we can't allow a situation to emerge that seems to suggest because of our silence as Abashali that this is okay. Um, And I'm quite interested in what you make of how political and other organizations that are more recognizable have responded to that one but also two what becomes the next phase then in the rebuilding efforts and the reconstruction efforts of the civic structures because we don't want a situation where it's a civic structure that stands up and then the moment we have to reconstruct these areas the civil structures are then relegated to the margins Mm. you know the biggest problem with civic structures in the past is that they were infiltrated by politics so because someone is a polo- is, is, belongs to a certain political party and also a member of the community, what politicians or politics would then do is they would just flock their members in what they call civic movements so that can, they can have parallel power. Mm. And that's what has destroyed civic movements. Mm. Otherwise, civic movements, if you just think of, of a civic movement, the nature is just for the people, by the people, the true definition. You know, it's people organizing themselves outside politics to lead themselves, whether it's, it's from an economic or social point of view. Sure. So if you find people that are true to their communities, they are not led by organizations, you will find successful community leaders. Mm. So if you also look at so the parliament, we, are not, we don't work with money. We are a cashless, money-free movement. So we don't even want people to donate anything to mm. us. What mm. we do is the people who are who are in the executive of different communities or the greater Soweto, just identifies problems. And once we have identified a problem, we assess it. If the, if to fix the problem is, is within the reach of our resources, we fix the problem and we move mm. on to the next one. Mm. There's no process. Sure, there's nothing to sure. it. Because here, you do not get paid. You do the paying, whether with money or with your time. Sure. Now, that's leadership. And that's service, my brother. Yes. Tlanta. I wish you strength, my brother. Uh, I wish you the fortitude that I've seen you display um, and uh, all of the strength as you try and build organization uh, to push back against these tendencies that we're seeing in our communities um, that are a ruse for much something much, much bigger. And uh, we appreciate you this evening and uh, thank you very much for taking time. Out Look, I appreciate it so much. I just want to, to leave a message quick for the sure, listeners, sure. right? So you know that we're defending Maponya Mall and we're defending with all we have and we're not just saying these things. Honestly, we are with 
just normal people outside politics, outside organizations, mm. who come straight from the community, who answered the call to come and defend the elephant. We make sure that the elephant is not going to fall. So if there's anyone from Soweto who is in the security industry, we're inviting you to come. We're inviting you to come and join us. Um, we're with uh, South African National Defense Force, we're with SAPS and other law enforcement agencies. We, we're together in the fight against against looting mm. and against these thugs that want to destroy the elephant. And I must tell you that we get threats every day. Today we heard that the, the guys are, are actually going to come and try loot and try cause chaos, but we're ready for them. And I'm not even panicking. I'm telling you straight on national radio that we are ready for them. I hope some of them are listening. They must know that we're not going to be bullied in our communities. Some of us are willing to die. We are ready for them. We just hope that they're also ready. Thank Commander, Debulel. Tlantla Lux uh, there from uh, the Soweto Parliament. And maybe just as we wrap up, uh, because we must from time to time dip into that rich well of our history. A letter written here 16th June 1948 by one I.B. Tabata to uh, former President Nelson Mandela. And uh, it speaks on this issue of organization. And it says people can be organized for good or for evil. And on the face of it, this may seem childish, but my experience has taught me, as you too must have perceived if you've ever thought of it, that it is absolutely necessary for every individual to ask himself this question. What purpose does this or that organization serve? It is not what the members say or think about an organization that matters. It is not even a question of the good intentions of its leaders. What is of paramount importance is the program and principles of the organization. And to put it differently, it is not the subjective goodwill of the leaders that matters but the objective function of the organization, which is what effect does it have on society? And in other words, whose interests does the organization serve objectively? Masishi Apondozobao, have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Yeah, uh, ukiwa kwa mbona kutubela na nangoku siya ibanga le economy.